Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hey, it's Mark Kay from the Mark Kay Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark Kay Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. You know, this is my, fa- I'm going to be, I'm so happy to, I'm in such a great mood today. Today's going to be one of those great days that I love, I look forward to. I look forward to today. Uh, in fact, ever since yesterday, I couldn't wake up and, and start today fast enough. I was just, I was giddy. I slept well. I woke up early. I got dressed. I came to work. I'm like, today's going to be an amazing day. Not only because it's whatever you want Wednesday. Not only because in just a minute we're going to talk to Susie in Middleburg and she's going to say it's Trump Day. Not only because we dedicate the entire, not only because I don't have to do work today. Like, I do nothing today. Uh, I, as opposed to most days when I build toy trains in the studio. But today, it's all you guys. You, Your open mic messages, your calls, your questions, your concerns, your theory, whatever you want to talk about today you talk about today. That's why we call it Whatever You Want Wednesday. But before we get to that, I have to tell you why today's so exciting. Because later on, around two-ish, give or take, Joe Biden will be will be uh, doing an event. That means that Joe Biden will be speaking live. And any day that Joe Biden gets in front of a camera and tries to speak is a great day. It's one of my favorite days. And I know that when that happens today, tomorrow is just going to be, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh, th- this whole thing with Kamala Harris, uh, first of all, the fa- <laughs> by the way, <laughs> by the way, this big press conference or this big event that Joe Biden's going to be doing with Kamala Harris today, guess where it is? Wilmington, Delaware, because God forbid the man leave the state during a presidential campaign. We are like 80 days away, just over 80 days away from Election Day, and Joe Biden has not left. Wilmington, Delaware, I mean, you you could count on one hand the number of times Joe Biden has left the state and gone out and actually campaigned for something. Uh, it's really, it's really unheard of. It's really unheard of. And Kamala Harris, interesting stuff about this Kamala Harris um, pick that happened yesterday. A lot of people predicted it. You know, a lot of people were saying, look, we knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to be Kamala. We knew it was going to be her. We didn't think Susan Rice was going to get the gig because she'd never been elected to any position whatsoever. We knew it was going to be, we didn't think it was going to be Val Demings because who the hell wants Val Demings in politics? We knew it wasn't going to be, we knew it was going to be Kamala Harris because, well, Gretchen Whitmer, a great choice for Joe Biden is black. It's not black, rather, is white. And we need to have a black woman because of uh, because of Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and everything else. And then, you know, and then for for the Democrats, they're 100 percent right about that. They're, the Democrats were ready to jump ship if anyone other than uh, a black female was chosen for this position. The Democrat, they were going to go 100 black leaders. The other day wrote a letter to Joe Biden after he said, you know, the black community isn't that diverse. They said, look. We know you're a racist. The only the only chance you have at saving yourself and saving the black vote in this country is to pick a black woman to be vice president. And that basically that was the nail in Gretchen Whitmer's coffin. Because if you think about it, if you think about it, you're Joe Biden. You're old, you know, like super old, like the oldest person ever. You can barely speak. You're not really sure what's going on in your head. You've got to run for president because, well, there's no one else to do it for your party. And you've got to make sure that you win so that Donald Trump and Bill Barr don't investigate you and your cronies and unearth all of the illegal activities that you and your predecessor and Hillary Clinton and everyone else had been doing for years. And sent. And you don't want to spend the rest of your decrepit life in jail, although Joe Biden, he lives in a basement right now and he never leaves. So it's kind of like he's it's kind of like he's on house arrest, isn't it? So it might not be any different for him. But he uh, he goes out and he tries to pick a VP, and he looks at Gretchen Widmer in Michigan, probably probably really really bonds with her. 
you know, she's she she looks good. She smells good. I'm sure. Um, you know, they have very similar outlooks. And from what we've heard, he was all ready to go with Gretchen Whitmer. He said, "I'm going to pick a woman." He loves what she's done with Michigan. He Michigan is a state that's really up for grabs. Don't think it's not. Don't believe the polls. This is Michigan's a state that Donald Trump won in 2016. It's a state that Donald Trump can easily win again. And having Gretchen Whitmer on the ticket would hopefully help him in Michigan, even though, in my humble opinion, most people in Michigan probably friggin' hate her by now. I mean, she's locked them down and stolen so much money uh, from their coffers. I, I mean, I can't imagine that there's anyone in Michigan who still supports Gretchen Whitmer and would definitely support her for the uh, for the for the White House bid with Joe Biden. But anyway, uh, I digress. So he would love to have Gretchen Whitmer. The only problem is the only problem is with all of the racial unrest and all the Black Lives Matter protests and what happened with George Floyd. He's locked in. He's got to have not just a woman, but an African-American woman. A black woman. He's got to have a black candidate on his ticket or he's sunk with the African-American community because they don't like him to begin with. They're only voting for him because he's a Democrat. Now, with Kamala Harris on the ticket, they can they can breathe easier and say, yes, we understand that Joe Biden is a racist. Yes, we understand he's an old, rich, white guy, and he looks down on us. And yes, we think we know he doesn't think that, that we're diverse enough. And yes, we know that Joe Biden thinks that black people should just vote for him because, and if they don't, they ain't black. Uh, they needed a reason to vote for Joe Biden. Kamala Harris is that reason. Although, I'll have to say this too, Kamala Harris, she she's just so you know, she is uh, half Jamaican, and half Indian uh, from India. Her mother was from India, and Kamala is the name of a Greek goddess, I think, that she was named after, and she's she practices Hindu and that kind of stuff. Uh, her father's uh, was, uh, like I said, Jamaican, but she she kind of trends more toward her mother's side of the family. Uh, in India, her grandfather was like Secretary of State. Anyway, he was like he was like the godfather of of Indian politics, and that's basically where she learned, you know, how to be a, a corrupt politician in California. But Kamala Harris. Here's the here's the interesting thing about her. Yes, she fits the bill as a woman, which Joe Biden promised everybody. Yes, she fits the bill as a as an African American. But but here's the real problem with her. She's from California. She's from San Francisco. She's another San Francisco super liberal democrat. She's works right down the street from Nancy Pelosi. Right down the street from Gavin Newsom. In fact, Gavin Newsom and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi were all hanging out together in San Francisco, raising money for each other, selling votes, buying this, bribing people. I mean, doing whatever it was. These three, the three of them coming out of San Francisco have done more damage to the state of California and as Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Kamala Harris has done as Senator to the United States of America. It's really weird to me that the Democrats would settle on another San Francisco, California elite liberal to be on the ticket because California is supposed to be a gimme. California is supposed to be a gimme state for the Democrats. They're not supposed to need any help in California. When you pick a running mate, you pick a running mate from a swing state. We all know that. You pick a running mate from Ohio or, or North Carolina or even, you know what, uh, Mayor Bottoms from Georgia probably would have given uh, Joe Biden a little bit more boost in the Electoral College. Nobody in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, or 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 Arizona, no, Texas even, as you hear, Flor here in Florida, nobody cares that Kamala Harris is on the ticket. It's not going to help Joe Biden win any electoral votes. I don't know why he picked this California Democrat, except, except there could be other issues. It could be that she, I mean, when you look at their, when you look at their past, when you look at what happened during the debate, and I know you've seen the ad by now, I know you've seen the clips being played everywhere of how she accused him of being a racist and being uh, uh, against busing and being basically like a horrible person, probably the worst candidate on the docket. And when they walked off stage, even Jill Biden said she basically just accused my husband of being a racist. And I don't I don't like that. She also sided with all of the victims who are claiming that Joe Biden was inappropriate with them sexual. She's like, well, the victims need to be heard. Do they? Does she, do we think she's going to do we think she still feels that way? Is she going to take some time in the next 80 days to listen to Tara Reid and all these other women who have allegations against Joe Biden? Probably she's not going to do any of that. Probably she's not going to do any of that. But there is another reason why Kamala Harris 
a San Francisco, California Democrat who can't deliver any extra electoral votes to Joe Biden is on the ticket. And I'll tell you about that here in just a minute. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. Quick break. When we get back, we are going to kick it off with some of your phone calls here in just a minute. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Or if you prefer, if you're like you want to talk at us but not to us, uh, no problem. We make it easy for you. All you have to do is all you have to do is download our uh, open mic feature in our mobile app, the 104.5 WOKV mobile app, and you can leave us an open mic message and you can say whatever you want. Has anybody out there seen one Biden bumper sticker? I see Trump signs, flags, and bumper stickers everywhere, but no Bidens. And Mark, I really appreciate you for listening. I'm so glad I listened to that because now, by the way, if you put my name in your open mic message, then odds are it'll it'll get on the air. <laughs> if, you had, if you had something like, Mark, I love your show. Mark, you're amazing. Oh, my God. This is the, I can't believe I'm, all the kind of stuff, bald is beautiful. Whatever you want to add in there. Um, you know, that should just maybe, you know, like maybe just that gets you right onto the to the top of the queue. 855-765-1045. Before we get to that, before we get to any of that, we got to this Kamala Harris thing. And by the way, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter yesterday, but as soon as Joe Biden made his VP pick, as soon as Joe Biden came out and announced he uh, he tweeted out, oh, I've chosen Kamala Harris. There was something trending on Twitter and it was it was the most Joe Biden thing to, to trend on Twitter. It was the most Joe Biden way to uh, announce his VP pick. All of a sudden, within minutes of Joe Biden saying he'd chosen Kamala Harris as his vice presidential uh, nominee, a, it, a, uh, a topic on Twitter started trending. Kampala Harris began trending on Twitter. Kampala Harris, within minutes, was the third most popular uh, trend on Twitter. Because apparently what happens is when you type in Kamala or Kamala into your phone and your iPhone, uh, the autocorrect changes it to Kampala. I don't know what that means. I don't know why it's in there. But apparently Kampala is a thing. Kamala is not. And your phone thinks when you type Kamala, you really mean Kampala. And people on Twitter, they never they don't know. So they started tweeting out how much they love Kampala Harris. In fact, Jason wrote, watching the news now, Kampala Harris will totally destroy Pence, and I have a feeling Trump is actually terrified. She's a warrior. I'm so glad Biden chose her as VP. Emily writes, not only am I very happy with Kampala Harris as the VP nominee for political reasons, this also means incredible SNL skits to come with Maya Rudolph, who plays uh, Kampala Harris on that show, Sierra Hart, Hart wrote, this, this is my favorite, Sierra Hart wrote, I'm so excited. I was happy with all the names I heard, but I have been a fan of Kampala Harris for a long time. Clearly a super fan if you're going to misspell her name and not even realize it. The best part about this one is she attached a photo that actually says Senator Kamala Harris with her name spelled correctly. So, that's a little bizarre, but it went on and on. Dub to Mac. Dude, Joe Biden brought Kampala Harrison as his running mate. This is legendary. Uh, white on the outside, Malcolm X on the inside, right? Wrote, I don't, I didn't think I could be any less enthusiastic about Joe Biden, but Kampala Harris? <laughs> uh, People's Pundit Daily. It's official. Joe Biden picks Kampala Harris. Batty Bry. If y'all vote for Joe Biden and Kampala Harris, blah, blah, blah. And it went on and on and on. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm thinking to myself, is it that people just don't know that who she is? They don't realize that they're misspelling her name? And then I went back. because My first reaction was really, oh, my God, Joe Biden misspelled Kamala Harris when he tweeted. They let Joe Biden write his own tweet. He misspelled Kamala, wrote it Kampala. Everybody's retweeting it, and that's why it's trending. But no, apparently Joe Biden or whoever is in charge of his phone uh, got it right. It was everybody else. I'm like, yeah, here you are. You guys are super fans for sure. You've, I've been a fan of Kamala Harris so long, I don't even know that her name's not Kampala. Uh, but of all the ways to kick off 
a Joe Biden vice presidential nominee announcement. That was the most Joe Biden-esque of them all. Um, so good luck to both him and uh, and Kampala Harris. They are going to have, like I said, they're going to have a big thing today at 2 o'clock. They're going to come out together. Joe Biden will be coming out of the basement. He's going to speak, which is always a treat. It's always a treat. I, I Probably Joe Biden has become one of my favorite speakers. When I know he's got a press conference, I drop whatever we're doing. I believe we're actually carrying it live here on uh, 104.5 WOKV, so I urge you to tune in. But, man, I'll tell you, there is it is must-see TV. Joe Biden at a podium without a script and a, and a woman nearby. Oh, who knows? Anything could happen. I, anything, I just can't wait to see the groping and the grabbing and, and the flubbing. And we'll see if he even remembers her name, what she's running for. It's, gonna, it's always a treat. It's going to be a great it's going to be a great day. Hey, Susie in Middleburg, how are you, Susie? Doing real good, Mark. How about yourself? Doing really great, Susie. Susie, is there anything you wanted to say today? It's Trump Day. Oh, yeah. Susie knows how to kick off a party. Hey, thanks so much for calling, Susie. We appreciate it. Uh, quick break. Star Star 1045 on your cell phone or 855-765-1045. More of the Mark K Show. More of whatever you want Wednesdays next on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Okay, Mark here you go. You're amazing. You're wonderful. Bald is beautiful. You're the best. There's nobody who can compete with you. Oh, now, brother. see, that's an open mic message, right? <laughs> that one gets right on the air. We may just play that one every single day. 85, thank you very much for leaving that, by the way. 85, we edited out the part where you said I'm just average. 855-765-1045. Today is whatever you want Wednesday, and whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about Steve's in Ponte Vedra Beach. How are you, Steve? I'm great, Mark. How about you? Oh, doing wonderfully. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say today, sir? I wanted to tell you about a book you might have read. It was released in early 2020, and it was written by Peter Schweitzer. And the title of the book is Profiles in Corruption. Look, I happen and, to, you know, you want to hear something really crazy? I didn't know you were yeah. calling in. I literally happened to have brought that book to work today. Get out of here. And that, this is not set up. I, people on the stream are going, oh, my, I literally have that book in my hand. It's is a great David read. Is Blaine somewhere in the studio? It's a great read. Steve, you read it, I take yeah. it, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, what do you want uh, to say about it? Well, you know, in it, he describes the careers of eight corrupt politicians and Correct. he gives each politician one chapter. Correct. And I'm not sure he intended to be prophetic, but the first person he writes about in his book was Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. And then and who tell everyone who the second person is. Yep. Joe Biden. Joe Biden in the book Profiles <laughs> in Corruption by Peter Schweitzer. Yeah. He wrote Clinton Cash, by the way. In the book Profiles yeah. in Corruption, chapter one is about <laughs> Kamala Harris. Chapter two is about Joe Biden. And that's your Democratic ticket. Literally, the Democrats are putting forward probably the most corrupt ticket in the history of politics. Maybe the most corrupt since Obama-Biden uh, back in, uh, yeah, and it's fantastic, though, isn't it? Yes. And Mark, if you count pages, the average chapter length is 30 pages. Would you like to guess who won the longest chapter <laughs> at 46 pages? Was it Kamala Harris? It was Kamala Harris. Oh, perfect. Look at that. Fantastic. Yeah, no. Uh, what This was written during the primaries back when there were like 32 Democrats running. And it's yeah. it's amazing because this guy, Peter Schweitzer, he goes in and he profiles every single one of the Democrats. Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Sherrod Brown, Bernie Sanders, Amy Klobuchar. And the chapter on Kamala Harris, if you're one of those people that just reads like one or two chapters, in this book, that's all you have to do now because Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are the only two that count. Steve, thanks so much for calling. Uh, we really appreciate it. That's so funny. As soon as I heard this announcement, I grabbed the book off my shelf and I reread those two chapters. And the corruption that Kamala Harris, uh, I mean, she was probably one of the most corrupt politicians in San Francisco history, which is saying a lot because, I mean, Willie Brown was mayor. Gavin Newsom was mayor. San Francisco has always been known as a bastion for corruption. But what she did as the uh, as the um, you know as the uh, as the chief attorney in the city of San Francisco, the evidence that she buried, the rich friends that she protected for with Kamala Harris, she actually was uh, fined 
by the her uh, by the um, election commission because she blew past the two hundred and eleven thousand dollar limit for fundraising. She she raised over six hundred thousand dollars in the first two weeks. Didn't care. Paid the fine. It was the largest fine ever given a, a politician in San Francisco up until that point. She had she was taking get this. She was as a as a prosecutor. She she was she as she was prosecuting landlords. She would uh, file charges against landlords who had deplorable situations for their for their tenants, who were you know violating all kinds of city ordinances. They were they were facing you know losing their property or spending time in jail or getting fined or all three. She was prosecuting them and then took money from those same landlords for her election campaign. And wouldn't you know it? Uh, nine times out of ten, nobody would ever get prosecuted. It was it was crazy the amount of corruption that she experienced in San Francisco. Also, when you look at how she got to power, I mean, Willie Brown literally just told everybody Kamala Harris, who she, he was dating, by the way. I mean, she really she started politically as a side piece. She was Willie Brown's mistress. He was married. She was she was twenty nine. Willie Brown was sixty, but he didn't care. He took her to parties. He wined and dined her. He got her a job. He got her elected mayor. He invited her uh, to meet all of his rich friends. He pushed her up through the political ranks, bought her a BMW, um, you know, probably gave her a place to stay. That's how she got her start in politics. And uh, and now she's she's representing San Francisco and California and the United States of America as Joe Biden's vice presidential pick. It's It's really interesting to me, this pick. You know, if if he'd chosen someone like Elizabeth Warren, who had really great showings in a lot of the primary campaigns, Elizabeth Warren, who had run for president before, Massachusetts Democrat, Elizabeth Warren, who, OK, she's not perfect either. But you know what? She raised a lot of money for Joe Biden and she's got a pretty strong following on Facebook, on Instagram. She's got a huge database of people that have been supporting her for eight years now, eight years. People she's she could pull those Bernie bros over and uh, and put them in Biden's pocket. She could pull all those crazy socialist Democrats over from uh, from the Bernie side and say, hey, Biden's our guy. But he just he didn't choose her because she doesn't fit the bill. She's a woman. Yes, but she's not black. And and in this climate, you need both. Same with Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer maybe would have given him a, a stronghold in Michigan. Maybe he could have wrapped up Michigan. But no, uh, it didn't work that way. Uh, Tammy, uh, Tammy, uh, Duck, or, uh, what's her name? Tammy Duckworth, same story. You know, man, what a great story that would have been. Tammy Duckworth. Everyone was talking about Tammy Duckworth is going to be great. Tammy Duckworth would be the perfect, would be the perfect one. Senator from Illinois. Again, not a state that the Democrats are going to have any chance, um, any problem getting, but it just, it just doesn't make sense. Kamala Harris, who look, there's no, nobody should be concerned at all because for a couple of reasons, first of all, Kamala Harris I mean, she she's not anywhere near a threat to Donald Trump and Mike Pence. She has nowhere near the experience, and the experience she does have is pretty much borderline criminal, if not overtly criminal. So we're good to go there. Also, everything about her has been well-documented. She's also attacked Joe Biden several times in this campaign, sided with his sexual accusers, told everybody you're basically a racist and you've been a racist for 40 years, and now we're supposed to expect that they're all buddy-buddy? Also, when you look at her platform, well, I mean, and this is probably the biggest problem choosing, and this is why this is why you never do this. I don't understand who's running the Joe Biden playbook, but typically, when you look at vice presidential picks, you never go back to the bench. You never go back to the primaries. Why go back to the? Why would you do that? Because when you look at Donald Trump, he spent how many months on stage calling him, calling Marco Rubio, little Marco. And, and calling uh, Ted Cruz, lion Ted Cruz. And what do you say about Jeb Bush? Low energy. Every single, he, he pinpointed one by one his Republican challengers and he took them out. Bam, bam, bam. You're out, you're out. Could you imagine if he went back to that bench to pick his vice president? There's no way you can do it. You spend six months of your life telling everyone why they'd be horrible to be president. And then you say, oh, by the way, you know what? We should make this person the next in line for the president. Forget everything I said six months ago when I said they were horrible. That's why you never do that. You go to the governors. You go to you go to the, the you Congress people. You go to somebody who you didn't vet, who you didn't spend hours upon hours badmouthing in the press. And somebody who spent the same amount of time badmouthing you. That's politics 101.
I mean, this is as soon as she made her uh, as soon as this announcement was made yesterday, as soon as this announcement was made, the Trump campaign came ready. They were armed. They were good to go. They started an attack ad. They started an attack ad basically outlining everything we just talked about, how Kamala Harris didn't like Joe Biden, called him a racist, how she was against him, how she was for everybody who was accusing him of sexual misconduct. And now now she's now she's arm in arm. Let's lead the country together. And Joe Biden was talking about how he was the best man for the job and everybody else on stage lacked this and lacked that and they were too progressive. And now now all of a sudden, well, you know what, Kamala Harris, I think she's probably the best person to take my job when and if I keel over or if and when or whatever, whatever you, know, you know, the you know, the saying it's it's something you don't do in politics. It's something that that the Trump campaign jumped on immediately. And it's something that they're going to have to spend the next. There's a lot of unanswered questions here. Now everyone's going to, when Kamala Harris gets in front of a press conference with press people who aren't just in Joe Biden's pocket, with media professionals who actually want to vet her as a potential president of the United States, because that's what vice president is. Vice president is potential president. And when you have somebody as aged and, and quote unquote experienced as Joe Biden, oldest man to ever take office, even older than Ronald Reagan, if he wins... You definitely want to know who your vice president is because there's a good chance that person could be president sometime in the next four years. So if you get her in front of the media and they do want to vet her the way the media is supposed to do, they really want to investigate the way journalists are supposed to do, they would ask her the question, uh, Ms. Harris, do you still think that your running mate is a racist? Do you still think that your running mate may have sexually uh, assaulted these women? And, and in doing so, should, we should hear their sides of the story because he's tried to bury all the information about Tara Reid. Those are the questions that need to be asked. Don't worry, Donald Trump will he'll ask him. Donald Trump Jr. will ask. We'll get him out there. 855-765-1045. Great book, though. If you get a chance to pick it up, it's called Profiles in Corruption. And chapters one and chapters two are all about... Joe Biden and his vice presidential pick. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Marque Show in the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is the number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Let's get let's get in at least one more phone call here in just a minute. Nate in St. Augustine, how you doing, Nate? Hey, I'm doing fine. How are you guys doing? We're doing really well. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say today, Nate? Well, um, I'm actually a first generation um, American of Jamaican descent. Okay. And uh, I'm not a I'm not a fan of Kamala Bilama Harris. Yeah. Or any Democrat. Yeah. But uh, also, I've been seeing a lot of tags mm -hmm. um, from, from up north. And I just want to say welcome to everybody. But but remember why you came here. We love our God, our guns, and our country. That is right. So, look, look at that. Yeah, everything's Irie here in Florida. We don't need to change it. Exactly. Yeah. And hey, also, yeah. Uh, if, you got, if you guys are ever hiring, I call dibs. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, that's how it works around here. That's how it works. Whatever there's jobs, it's like, who's got dibs? Okay, do you have any experience? No, but I got dibs. Okay, great. Uh, I appreciate your call, Nate. And, he, you know, he's right. I saw a great T-shirt the other day. I was scrolling through Instagram that I almost bought. It said, don't New York my Florida, which was, uh, which was, that was perfect. That was a genius way. Don't worry. Florida is, Florida is safe, by the way. I keep hearing everybody say, Florida is up for grabs. Florida is going Biden. It's not. It's not going Biden, especially not now with Kamala Harris, especially not now with, uh, I mean, look, when you think about the, the, the uh, demographics here in Florida, you've got, first of all, you know, uh, you've got Florida man who's going to vote for Trump no matter what. You've got Florida woman who's going to do what Florida man does. You've got a huge Latino community, which, contrary to popular belief, does not just blindly vote for Democrats. There's a lot of Cuban Americans who uh, don't want what's in Cuba coming to Miami or or Tampa or wherever. They don't want what they fled. That's the thing. That's the thing people don't understand. And what and what Nate just said about the tags in New York, you know, New Yorkers coming down here, people from Massachusetts, people in Chicago, same thing in Texas. All the Californians leaving Texas, going to Texas, 
hopefully they realize. Hopefully they're like the Cubans that I know that uh, live here in Florida. They leave Cuba to come to Florida. They don't want to bring Cuba with them. They leave it behind. They come to the United States to embrace what the United States has to offer. They're not Ilhan Omar, who comes here and says, America gave me all this stuff. Look at me. I'm a congresswoman now. We need to dismantle the system that made me who I am today. It doesn't make any sense. It lacks common sense. If you come here from a country like you know, like a Middle Eastern country, for example, or Venezuela or Cuba or North Korea, if you manage to get out of there or Russia, any country where you feel persecuted and you feel like you don't have the freedoms that we all enjoy here in the U.S. of A. Great. Come and take advantage of the freedoms and live as an American and prosper. You know, you, you have life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. We don't guarantee you're going to catch happiness, but you can pursue it all you want within the boundaries of the law. And that is the reason most people come here. I don't understand, and I just, I don't, I've thought about it a lot because I came here from Canada. I mean, I was dragged here by my parents, but I didn't really, you know, I've never looked back. I had no regrets. Probably the nicest thing my parents ever did for me, other than conceive me, is bring me to this country. Because this, if I still lived in Canada, I'd have the most bored, there'd be nothing to talk about. I'd be like, so, you guys see any moose lately? Hey, I saw a beaver. Crossing the street, that's basically Canadian radio for you. But here in the United States, you have opportunity, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Why, when you live and you enjoy liberty and you pursue happiness and someone like Ilhan Omar, for example, you actually achieve it. You achieve these great things that can only happen in America. When you get the American dream to the point where you are an immigrant sitting in the House of Representatives as a duly elected member of the Congress of the United States of America, why, when you realize that America has given you everything, do you look at it and say, you know what, this, we need to redo everything. This is all wrong. Tear it down. Let's start over. Start over with what? With a country that wouldn't let you in and give you all these opportunities? I, I, I don't under, I, it's gotta be, people say it's a mental disorder. People say that this liberalism is, is, it's just totally, it's corruption. It's caused by anger. I just think it's a lack of common sense. If you are a Democrat and you are voting for these people who support, who support higher taxes, what, how, when did higher taxes, when was that good for anybody ever, anytime? Higher taxes is what led to the revolution. So I guess that was the one case where higher taxes were good for America. But ever since then, it's been bad news. And now you want higher taxes? Open borders. Since when has open borders been good for any country? It's been bad for every country that ever existed. There's so much stuff that the Democrats support that I just, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't think it's a mental disorder. I don't think it's anger. I don't think it's evil. I just think it's a lack of common sense. 855-765-1045. Got to take a got to take a quick break here in just a minute. If you're trying to get through, get in on the phone, get an open mic message in too. And don't forget the secret, the key to getting your open mic message on the air is to start with some kind of compliment about me and the show. 855-765-1045. All right, more of whatever you want Wednesday continues right after this. At 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Mark K. Eres mi amor. Te amo mucho, papi. Me gusta tu boldness. No pillow in la cabeza. <laughs> I understood most of that. That's great. Thanks well, so much. Don't ask too pillow. Yeah, no, I know. No, yo no sé. Yo no sé. I can't find it. I haven't seen it in uh, mucho años. 855-765-1045. Uh, this is Jerry in New Mexico. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Doing great. Love your show. You got love your common sense, Mark. Well, Jerry, I appreciate that. Thanks so much. Uh, what do you want to say today, sir? Well, first off, I don't like Kamala Harris. Yeah. The worst pick would have been Bernie. I'm hoping that Biden will lose some votes, maybe won't gain a whole lot because of her. And the second thing is, is that I'm really disappointed in Oprah and her stand on, I don't know, how can she badmouth the white people after what she's done? I, I just don't understand that. Yeah. 
Uh, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey is, uh, she's got a lot of, um, you know, she's got a lot of hot water underneath her. The whole, the whole thing with Harvey Weinstein stuff coming out with that, of course, this whole, you know, Jeffrey Epstein mess. It's, uh, it's interesting to see what happens, but look, you're right about Kamala Harris. She's not, I don't feel that this is something that's going to, you know, <laughs> I saw people on Twitter going, oh, this is the nail in Donald Trump's coffin. You know how many nails Donald Trump supposedly has in his coffin? Uh, Mueller report, Russian collusion, Ukraine, Stormy Daniels. God, I can't even name them. There's so many nails in this guy's coffin. Kamala Harris now is going to be the final nail? I don't buy it. 855-765-1045. Tom in North Carolina. How are you, Tom? All right. It is National Marque Day. It is? Since wow. when? I am the official person who declares national holidays for my family member. I have decided that the 12th of August is going to be National Marquee Day forever. Look at that. I love, Marquee Day. I love it. Josh, did you get me a National Marquee Day present? I did. I brought Marquee to the studio with me. All right. Perfect. Uh, well, well, Tom, and, we appreciate and, and it. You, and you have to send me a T-shirt because I've gotten the bell now twice. All right. These oh, yeah. No, the third time on. you get the bell, you get a shirt. That's you, gotta, you need three dings to get a shirt. Well, that was... One the first time and two today. All right. We did it twice. All right, right. So right, on the going on. third time's a charm. Okay. But, but getting on with the things that are going on in North Carolina. Oh, right, yeah. They, um, the executive order came out, and I was hoping that the money would be there. I know there's going to be a lot of time. But I wouldn't need that money if they would allow the business that I work for to come back to letting us demo people do our sampling things within their regulations in the supermarkets. So if they would at least let us go back to work, that'd be fine. Secondly, I think Trump is fantastic with, with, with his thing, but I don't know how much of a lag time it's going to be. And lastly, I think, I think uh, Biden this late in the game, waiting to pick that person for, for a uh, vice president, shows very poor planning, very poor leadership. And as far as I'm concerned, I don't see him winning. And lastly, to finish it up, one of these guys who's got 14 keys on, on and has predicted who's going to be president has Biden winning. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. Listen, Thank Tom, you. Tom, listen, first of all, hang on one second, Tom. We'll get your, uh, we'll get Tom's address. We'll send him that t-shirt because he here. I'll give him the third. Uh, I'll give him the, there you go. Um, and get his get his size too. Uh, Tom, you, some great points that you brought up there. For, uh, this whole thing with Donald Trump's executive orders and getting the money out to people and the, you know stopping the evictions and the payroll taxes. The the payroll tax holiday is a great thing to do, but it's only good if you're on the payroll. And a lot of people aren't even on the payroll. So when you're making no money and you're paying no taxes, getting a tax holiday doesn't really help. What would be great, and you're right about that, is if we send people back to work. Think about it, if we sent if we opened up businesses. If we let people go back to work, you wouldn't need payroll tax holidays. You wouldn't need extension of unemployment benefits. Uh, you wouldn't need, you know, people like you sitting around wondering when the money's coming in. And and think about this, though, Tom. Think about that. I know you're, like, worried about the time frame. Yeah, there's going to be a lapse. And they're trying. You know, the, one of the reporters from, from ABC, I forget her name, but she was on. Uh, she was with the president. She was at the press conference. She was on with, um, with the, the guy, George Stephanopoulos, the next day. And she was she was pressing Donald Trump on a time frame. She he literally the executive order came out of his mouth. She had her first question was, when is the money going to get to people? He said soon. She goes, but when? And he's like, we're going to do it the quickest way possible. We're going to we're going to get it out there. It's going to come out there soon. And she's like, but people need money. What's an exact date? And he had to shut her up. He's like, excuse me. You got your answer. We're working on it. We'll get it out there as quickly as possible next. And literally, I like, called her out in front of everybody. And the, the, what people don't realize is that if Donald Trump had made the executive order, it, you would still have Congress bickering or, or screaming at each other or not even meeting. I mean, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer walked away. They said the Republicans are they don't want to they don't want to work with us. And the Republicans are like, look, we don't, you're not giving an inch. You want four trillion dollars. We're telling you, no, you're not coming down on anything. What's wrong with you? I mean, you've got to work together. We've got to get help to the people. There would you think you would have been waiting? Uh, you think you're waiting long for the for Donald Trump to make his executive order and then get the money into your pocket? Think about what would happen if he didn't do that. And then yes, if your governor just let you go back to work, you might actually have you might actually be in a better spot. Betty, also in North Carolina, how are you, Betty? I'm just fine, Mark. How about you? Doing great. What part of North Carolina are you in? 
I'm in the eastern part, about 45 miles from Raleigh. Oh, sweet. That's great. What did you want to say today, Betty? Well, I agree with the gentleman about people not being able to go back to work in North Carolina. Yeah. And there's a lot more going on here than what people want to realize. But uh, we've got another five weeks, well, probably four weeks now of safe at home order. Yeah. And it's really getting bad, especially when you have your grandkids where you can't touch them because of phobias by your in-laws. Yeah. So no, safe. I mean, look, there's so much, and they always call it safer at home orders, which how safe do you feel at home when you can't even touch anybody or get visitors? How safe do you feel at home when you're running out of money because you're not going to work? How safe do you actually feel at home knowing that you're probably going to be thrown out of your house if it weren't for an executive order, uh, you know, freezing evictions by landlords and banks? You don't feel safe at home. You know where you feel safer? Out of your home. You feel safer when you're going to work. You feel safer when you're going to the bank. You feel safer when you can go and see your grandkids. I mean, I know I do. I mean, I don't have grandkids, but if I did, I'd feel safe seeing them. Actually, probably not. My grandkids would probably be bratty. They'd be the kind of grad grandkids that, like, you know, punch me and sit out and, like, kick me in places. Yeah. Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Dwayne in Georgia. Hi, Dwayne. How are you? I'm doing fine, Mark. Um, there's one thing I don't ever hear Donald Trump mention in his news. Oh. Sorry, that was my that was oh. that was an accidental dinger there. I apologize. Hello? Yeah, no, I'm here. I I, I accidentally never mind. That was my fault. Uh, go ahead, Dwayne. There's one thing Donald Trump what? He don't ever mention in his news conference or briefing, and that is the recent Supreme Court decision that allows state governors to punish those who vote for the electoral college vote winner and not the popular vote winner. I, I feel that ignoring that could cost him the election. How, now, explain to people how you feel that could cost Donald Trump the election. Basically, the Supreme Court said, and it was a unanimous vote, they said states have the power to require presidential electors to vote for their party's candidate because that puts the kibosh on something called a faithless elector, somebody who, even though Florida voted for Donald Trump, wants to go and cast their electoral vote, vote for Joe Biden. I know, but... Um Aren't the, um, ain't the electoral college the primary way we vote for our um, president? Right, yeah. But um, they want you to, um, to vote for the popular vote winner. Yeah. And Donald Trump, he's he going to be the electoral college vote winner. So you're saying that down the road this could go into a, this could basically get rid of the electoral college? No, what I'm saying, um, you you haven't you you haven't seen um, the Supreme Court decision. They they basically want to punish, give um, state governors the power to punish those electors if they don't vote for the popular vote winner. Correct, but the popular vote winner in the state, though, not nationally. Oh, and that's in the state. I thought it was national. No, no, no. Yeah, that, I think you're getting confused. Dwayne. What it means is, like, let's say here in Florida, Donald Trump wins the popular vote. He would get all 22 of our state's electoral votes. But if there's a faithless elector from Palm, Count, Palm Beach County or something who doesn't want to vote that way and goes in to vote for Donald Trump, this gives the governor the power to force them to vote for the popular vote in the state. So the popular vote in that state, because governors can only control their own state. They can't control what happens nationally. The national popular vote is what you're thinking of. That's not what this is all about. This is a state-by-state -state basis. Uh, Dwayne, th thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. If, if, if anything, I feel like it may actually help Donald Trump, because if any president is going to face faithless electors, it's probably him. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up. More of your phone calls, too, as Whatever You Want Wednesday continues next on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Marque Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk.
Markay. Eres mi amor. No, I already played that one. I want to play this one. I want to play this one. Here we go. This is, the, this is the one I wanted to play. All right, Mark. I'm starting to worry. I've seen three Joe Biden signs within a two-block radius uh, here in Jack's Beach. Should I be worried? No, you shouldn't be worried at all because I think that's probably, you're probably just standing outside the Biden 2020 headquarters and that's why you see those three signs. Listen, here's the thing. Now that the the election really officially starts now, I mean, really it officially starts after the Republican convention, which is in two weeks. But if you go like with a typical time frame, the election starts now. The, the candidate who is not the incumbent has chosen their vice presidential nominee. That is uh, Joe Biden picking Kamala Harris. And today they make it official in Wilmington, Delaware, because Joe Biden doesn't like to travel for fear of, I don't know, having to travel. Uh, so they're going to make this big announcement. That's when the election starts. Now what's going to happen is they're going to start printing all the uh, Biden-Harris 2020 stuff, Biden-Harris bumper stickers, Biden-Harris signs, Biden-Harris T-shirts. So from here on out you're not going to see any Biden-Harris signs, not just you're not going to see any Biden signs. Um, because I don't know anyone, I don't know anyone who would stick a Biden-Harris sign up in their, up in their front yard. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is the number. This is Jim on the north side. Hi, Jim. How are you? Hey, Mark. Hey, um, Jim. I wanted to talk about something I've been hearing about for a while. Uh, called white privilege yeah um uh I, i'm a white guy i've been around a long time i've everything i got i've worked hard for nobody's ever given me a damn thing but my question to you is where can i go to get some of this white privilege i mean do i do i have to pay for it is it free do i gotta stand in line i mean what's the deal yeah uh costco i think is where you go that's but you have to have a membership so that's why i that's why i don't have any either uh, you know what? It's an interesting question, Jim. It's an it's one of those. You know, I I kind of see white privilege because I you know I'm in the same boat. I was I, <laughs> I mean I'm doing okay now, but I wasn't always, and I don't think I ever got jobs uh, because of the the color of my skin. Although maybe I did, and I just don't know it. Um, but here's the thing: it, it's almost like one of those grass is greener type situations where you think, you know, you think that the other guy just has it so much easier and so much better. And that kind of, and I know the other, you know, then there's everybody who is white, black, Hispanic, Asian, rich, poor in politics, you know, has a real job, whatever. Anyone you meet, always, there's always somebody, there's always somebody that they look at and go, man, if only I had what that guy has, or if only I had what she has, or man, her life must just be so much easier than mine. Everybody, I don't care if you're Elon Musk. I don't care if you're Jeff Bezos or maybe Jeff Bezos doesn't have this problem, but everybody else, Elon Musk is probably going, man, if only I were Jeff Bezos, you know, but that's, th there's always somebody. And I don't care how far along you get in politics. Kamala Harris could become vice president of the United States. She could become president of the United States. It will, there's still going to be somebody that she looks back and is like, ah, oh, God, I just, there's gotta be something, you know, I wish I had what that person just had it so much easier. So there's a there's a little bit of grass is greener, a little bit of keeping up with the Joneses, a little bit of, you know, if you, you just got to Here's the thing. You just have to play your hand. I feel I mean, that's the one thing. There's that great clip. There's that great clip where Don Lemon is uh, talking to Morgan Freeman and he asked him about the same thing. And he's like, do you think it's it's uh, it's still tougher for African-Americans in this country? And and Morgan Freeman looks at Don Lemon and says, no. And Don Lemon says, how can you say that? He goes, you and me. <laughs> he goes, look at us. We're doing great. We're just sitting here on TV. You're interviewing me for CNN. You make millions. I make movies. I make millions. No, there's, you're, you're, you're trumping up something that doesn't exist for ratings. But that's, you know, I think that's actually CNN's, I think that's actually CNN's mission statement. 855-765-1045. God, we take, get take another quick break? Holy cow. Well, I promise we'll get, we've, we're just taking phone calls for the rest of the day. Whatever you want Wednesday, what you want to talk about it's what we're going to talk about. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquee Show. This is the Marquee Show. Hey, Mark K, that man left out one thing. You're a sexy, ball-headed man. That is hilarious. That's good open mic. 
<laughs> Pat yourself on the back one. That, that, that was a good open mic. That's a good open uh, mic right there. Somebody put that down on some wax. That's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Uh, it's whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about, uh, we're going to talk about today. That's how this thing works. And we've got Steve on the line in California. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hey, I'm okay. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, Steve. What part of California are you in? Is Redondo Beach. Oh, great. Uh, what do you want to say today, sir? It's like LA County. Yeah. So it's it's interesting that I heard about Kamala Harris. My nephew, who was actually like a bonehead pretty much most of his life, he was sure. sentenced under the California Three Strikes Law in California. Okay. Uh, he was actually found. He was After doing 16 years, he was actually found innocent. The person who actually committed the crime is serving life in prison. Uh, so they let him out. Uh, he actually has a lawsuit against like the city of was, like county of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Kamala Harris is like after they found him three years, three years, he was found innocent. He still had to do three additional years in prison because Kamala Harris actually held up his release. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to me because this true, is a true fact. Yeah. No, and you're not the only one who has a story like that. I mean, there's if you read this book again that we were talking about earlier, there's she's hidden evidence against people that she didn't want to go to jail. She's hidden evidence against people she wanted to stay in jail. She's been politically hypocritical her entire life. And that's something that's going to come back and bite her. She's supposed to be tough on crime, but as a prosecutor, she prosecuted the fewest number of people in California history. So it's really, it is really bizarre. Um, it's, it's, really, it's astounding for sure. It's an interesting pick on Biden's side. And I maybe it comes down to, you know, the, the worst case, you know, the best of the worst for the Democrats, because think about it this way, Kamala Harris, she was running for president. She got, she was one of the first to leave. She had no money. Her campaign was mismanaged. She didn't know what she was doing. She had to duck out. You know, she was, she was, she was like, she was one of the first to fall and Joe Biden all, I mean, he was probably going to be next until South Carolina and James Clyburn came up and, uh, and helped him back into the race. And then the Democratic National Committee was able to come in and convince everybody else to drop out and say, hey, look, your time's coming, Pete Buttigieg. You're young. You're like 20. So, you know, you've got, you've got time to do this again. Joe Biden, he doesn't have a lot of time left. Plus, we need him to keep all of the skeletons buried so that nobody sends anyone to jail. And that's why they picked him. But why they picked Kamala Harris, I guess when you look at, when you look at Elizabeth Warren and Gretchen Widmer and Susan Rice – and, uh, you know, Mayor Bottoms and Val Demings and, you know, everybody else who was, who was, you know, Susan Bass, whatever, everyone else who was up for this particular position, you probably had to look at the, the best of the worst. And Kamala Harris, I mean, maybe that's her. That's what Joe Biden was. Joe Biden was clearly the best of the worst. Did you want Bernie Sanders? Did you want Elizabeth Warren? Or did you want Joe Biden? I guess Joe Biden. Who do we want as his VP? Oh, God, now we need, we need to find somebody else. Who could potentially be president? Come on, man. No way. 855-765-1045 uh, is our number. This is Dustin in Virginia. How, how you doing, Dustin? Thanks for calling. Not a problem. Love the show, Mark. Oh, thank you, Dustin. We really appreciate that. What's up? What do you want to say? Uh, my question is, if God forbid that Joe Biden wins, how long will it be before the left deems him unfit and makes Harris president? Look, you know what? This is a, here's a here's the question or here's what I've been hearing. Here's what I've been hearing. I've been hearing that Joe Biden is a one-term president no matter what. Joe Biden since he's so old, since he's so, you know, dilapidated or whatever, he's a one-term president no matter what. And the Democrats, they don't want just 4 years in office. They want all the years in office. So what are they going to do after Joe Biden leaves in four years? Because Joe Biden, he can barely run a campaign now. There's no way he's going to bear. There's no way he's going to be able to run a campaign in four years. So they're thinking, I guess Kamala Harris is the next best hope to continue as the uh, the president of the United States. Because if if Joe Biden wins and he ducks out in four years, you're going to look at the vice president as your natural as your natural front runner. Uh, will she be president before then? Maybe. Maybe, maybe Joe Biden will be uh, 25th Amendmented, or maybe something worse will happen to him. We don't even, and that's the thing, we don't know. But the odds are yeah, not I, in, uh, the odds are not in his favor. Yeah, I don't even give him six months. You don't give him six if months. If he huh? makes it into office. All right, you think he'll make it to no. inauguration day and then maybe till, till February and then that's it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right, man. Well, we'll see. What, listen, we'll see what happens. I still, I mean, again, thank Thank God I don't belong to a party where my best choices for president are Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. 
because if that's all you got to work with, you really have to, you really have to look at your party. You know, you want to talk about tearing something down and building it back up. Forget America. America's working great. Why don't you look at your party, tear it down and build it back up and see if you can come up with some better contestants? Because, the, you know, the people you're throwing up there are just, it's, it's laughable. 855-765-1045. Flash in Jacksonville. How you doing, Flash? Hey, Mark. How you doing today? Doing really good, Flash. What did you want to say, sir? Well, you were just touching a part of one of the three things I want to quickly mention, the irony of the Democrat Party. Yeah. You know, old, old, rich, privileged white guys are basically the problem in this country, and yet their presidential candidate is an old, privileged, rich white guy. Yeah. And they follow that up with a platform of defund police and nominate the former top cop in California yeah. for vice president. It just blows my mind. The, the other thing is the signs. You know, Trump signs are even hard to put out in some neighborhoods because they'll get vandalized at night. And they'll identify you as, you know, a Trump supporter, which could open you up to who knows what with these nutballs running around. So I gave it some thought, and I got Biden signs in my yard. And they say, raise your taxes, vote Biden. The other one says, vote Joe Biden for U.S. Senate. I got one, open borders, vote Biden. That's, Nobody touches them. That's great. See, that's great. The Biden supporters see them, and they're like, oh, it's for Biden. And they don't say anything about me supporting Trump, but it does get the message out there that's not censored like Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And the other thing, this protest thing, you know, mostly peaceful means partially violent. That is true. That's always a dangerous situation. And, it, and it's a simple line. It's like what I grew up teaching my daughter. If you're out there with a sign screaming your opinion in the daytime, waving at people and they're noticing you, you're protesting. The yeah. minute it gets dark and nobody can read your signs and there's no one out there to hear you scream, you're rioting. So when the sun sets, arrest them. All Every right. day, leave them alone. Flash, I appreciate the call. Thanks for a great idea with the Biden signs, too. And that got, you know, that's basically right along the lines with Kampala Harris. They're just not paying attention. They think uh, they think Kampala is who's running for vice president on Twitter, and they think your signs are pro-Biden. They're not, they're not paying attention. 855-765-1045 is the number. This is James in St. Augustine. How you doing, James? I'm doing wonderful, young man. How are you doing? Oh, I, I appreciate the compliment. I'm doing great. What did you want to say, sir? Well, I wanted to go and ask you a question. Yeah. And, uh, I've been thinking about this for some time. Being that the Democratic Party has never did or never does anything correct in this country, mm -hmm. wouldn't it be a, a feasible thing unless you're just going to get a one-party system here? Well, I mean, a one-party system is basically, I mean, basically you're just talking about communism then. I mean, whenever you have whenever you have one party, you take out competition, and whenever you take out competition, you basically that's when you set yourself up for a dictator. But, I mean, parties can change. There's The Democratic Party has changed, I mean, ten, so much since even the days of Bill Clinton. And, and Bill Clinton was really the catalyst. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton started laying forth the foundation for Barack Obama. And Barack Obama started laying forth the foundation for Bernie Sanders and Ilhan Omar and AOC and all these other crazies. And now they're going to, I mean, think about that. If, if we thought that, that uh, you know, Hillary care way back when Hillary Clinton was of the uh, um, first lady and wanted to put forth socialized medicine, if we thought that was crazy then, and then Obamacare actually became law. And now we've got, now we've got AOC and, and Bernie Sanders running the party and they, God knows what they want. They just want to hand money out to everybody. If, think about what they're laying the foundation for. Think about what comes next. The Democratic Party, they change and, and more, faster than any other party. And if you have a party that changes so quickly, so, I mean, think about this. If your party platform changes so quickly, so drastically, election to election to election, what do you really stand for? The Republicans, the conservatives, I mean, it's changed a lot more. There's a lot less, you know, conservatism than there used to be. But at the core, the conservative, uh, the conservatives in America, the Republican Party, is basically untouched, the same as it was back during Reagan. It's for lower taxes. It's for smaller government. It's for uh, you know putting America first. It's for you know small business. It's giving Americans freedom of choice to do with their money what they want to do. It's putting the states in charge. You know, it is not this huge federal system. It is not tax and spend. And that's, that remains. But the Democratic Party, you don't name, if you could, I could sum up the Republican Party for you in, in two words. You know, I could, I could sum it up for you, small government. 
That's that's the Republican Party. But you look at the Democratic Party. What are they in charge? What are they in favor of? Open borders, uh, global warming, um, environmental craziness, abortion. I mean, what is what is? They have so many different platforms: gay marriage, everything that they stand for. You can't boil it down to one tiny sentence, and that's because they change almost too quickly. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. And that's the problem that Joe Biden's running into, because back when he was in, in uh, starting out as a Democrat, the Democratic Party was totally different than it is today. And he's going to have to start apologizing and to letting everyone know I changed right along with the party. For 40 years, I've gone through the same change. that I'm just like AOC. Really? I don't think I, right. I don't even know that he could spell AOC right now. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, we got more of the Marque Show coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. The Marque Show. My name is Marque. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. This is, uh, let's see, Tim in Fruit Cove. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Mark. Good morning. Um, oh, good morning. How you doing? I point out. I'm, oh, I'm doing good. Uh, I just had a statement I wanted to point out that no one seems to be talking about. As, uh, Governor Cuomo, when he uh, sent all those COVID patients into the nursing homes, Mm-hmm. And killed all those um, old people. New York has a death tax of 50%. So he stood to make probably hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars from them people dying. And I think some sort of investigation needs to happen. Uh, you know, I heard no there's, talking about this. there's a lot of stuff going on with taxes in New York. I don't know that. I, I mean, I hope that that's not I hope that that's just a conspiracy theory. But I have heard similar things about all the money that uh, president or that president, all the money that Governor Cuomo um, is is bringing into the state. Uh, as a result of the death tax. Also, I don't know if you know this, but way back when, the emergency workers who came in from other states, they came in from New Jersey and Connecticut, and I think, you know, as far down, I think from Florida, people were coming all over because there was an, there was a huge outbreak in New York, as you know. And what happened was, uh, because they were working in New York State, Governor Cuomo taxed them. These are people who volunteered their time to come and help out. I mean, they were getting paid, but he wanted to tax them. So they were basically getting double taxed uh, to come and help out with this pandemic. It's really it's really sick how how some Democrats are really tax driven. They're money driven, most of them. But the taxes that they can bring in any way they can bring in taxes, any way they can raise. I mean, Joe Biden, he, he's no he's literally said, I will raise your taxes. And all the Democrats feel that, that your taxes are too low. Uh, you know, in California, forget about it. You want to bring you want to bring Kamala Harris from California to the White House. California is the worst when it comes to taxes. So it's uh, it's you know it's really interesting. But there are definitely there are definitely uh, you know there's definitely a lot of money to be made in New York after this um, coronavirus crisis. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Jerry in Jacksonville. How are you? Hi, Mark. I'll be brief because I know you're almost out of time. I'm a producer of national television programs for cable networks. Okay. And a couple of years before the last election in 2016, we did a focus group with 180 people from Jacksonville. Yeah. And we were trying to find out if they would like a new show we were putting together, but they didn't tell us that. What they told us was that they didn't trust Congress. They didn't trust their parish priests. They were worried about their kids playing outside. They didn't think they'd have enough retirement. They thought they might be fired before uh, they had expected. In other words, they were very mad and angry and frustrated. And we predicted way ahead of time that this populist revolt would result in Trump being elected. And yeah. that frustration is still out there. Oh, still even more so, even more so because what people and that's a great point, Jerry, and I appreciate you calling in and sharing all that. That's amazing. Uh, wh what people don't realize is what happened in 2016 it's ha it, there's even more reason for it to happen again in 2020. 
especially this year, when you see what's been going on in some of these states with the uh, with the stay-at-home orders, when you see what's been going on with the closures and the quarantine, when you see what's been going on with um, with you know the uh, the Black Lives Matter and the riots and the and the defunding of the police. I mean, it's it's it, when Donald Trump won, the left, the extreme left, came back and they said we're going to fight fire with fire, and that movement that that put Donald Trump in office, it's only three and a half years old. It's not. It's it's still young. It's still in its infancy. And if anything else, the first three and a half years of Donald Trump's presidency helped grow that base. And and now we're going to see uh, come November uh, just how strong it is. Uh, but and I it will uh, we'll be following. Look, we'll be following the polls every step of the way. We don't have the you, you, what you saw with your research for your television show. Same thing I saw when we were going out to the rallies. I mean, the first time I went to a Donald Trump rally back in twenty, I guess it was twenty sixteen. Well, I mean, I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. It's outside of a sporting event. Never seen anything like it. People rallying around a politician this way, and then it happened the next week and the week after that in every corner of this country. And I would tell people, Donald Trump's going to win. I went to speak at the, uh, the I got the, uh, what are the, what are the clubs? Uh, and they said, who do you think's going to win? I said, oh, it's going to be Donald Trump. Everyone was shocked. They thought I was lying to them. The, I mean, the, it was palpable, the energy. It was exciting to see. And I, as you pointed out, just because there's no rallies doesn't mean that there's still not support. And when you look at all these boats with all these flags, and when you look at all these signs in these yards, and when you look at all these people uh, joining us on Facebook every day and tweeting and watching the president, and when you see the exact opposite happening with Joe Biden, I mean, you have to think to yourself, how is it that the Democrats feel they're in a strong position Heading into uh, another election. 855-765-1045. We got to go. Traffic, weather, news, Rush Limbaugh, all coming up next on 104.5 WOKV. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.